we have um, Mrs. Chidima. Um, she's the founder of the Footwear Academy. Um, over the last few months, she has, she has, I mean, her company has gotten a, a whole lot of recognitions for the work they do. And then it's a huge pleasure and a huge honor to have her just share her thoughts in this few minutes that we have her. She's a very busy person, so it's we're really lucky to have her on this podcast. So, um, can you please introduce yourself and just tell us about you? Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Kilimach Kwemeka. I'm the co-founder of the Footwear Academy. Um, what else? <laughs> So I went I I I went into the shoemaking industry with my husband in 2017. Um wow. prior to then I had a career in advertising, marketing and advertising. Um yeah. So I yes, I worked for a bit in different organizations, telecom, um, market research and my last role was in a market research company. And Great. Thank you so much for sharing that. So, do you also want to tell us about the Foodware Academy um, story? Yeah, Foodware Academy is where I help young people to produce. Yeah, I'm just about to talk about the Foodware Academy. <laughs> okay, great. Thank okay, you. so okay, the Foodware Academy is a Foodware Hub. Um, we provide holistic services around food manufacturing. We are about to expand into other leather work like bag making and mm. other aspects of the leather industry value chain. But we're about to do that expansion this year. Um, but for now we are a hub that you know provides um, training services. We help um, shoemakers access quality raw materials and machines. We actually have some of our own designs for machines that are locally fabricated because um, in order to get some of those machines, they're usually really expensive. They're going to millions. So we have like um, people that we work with to fabricate our own designs or a design that is available. So basically, we're trying to get shoemakers to be able to access you know, tools easily, access machines easily, access trainings easily, and um, even job matching opportunities, we try to get them match and shoemakers to employers and all that. Wow. So we are basically a hub that enables young people in fish. Um, well, for now, food to industry, but we are expanding into the leather industry. Wow. That's fantastic. Yes, and we started. Thank you so much. Okay, you want to say something? Yeah, so we started in 2017. Um, in Lagos, Nigeria, and we moved fully to Abba Habia State after we won wow. the Proud Limit Hackathon, which was organized by Ford Foundation. And um, it was a competition that is supposed to help um, develop the footwear industry, or no, the creative industry. But we won, and so they gave us a grant that was, that was um, of $50,000 that enabled us to go to Italy, learn shoemaking, you know, their own method, and this is um, Spain in order to like, you know, basically get a glimpse of how the industry works there. And then we came back and moved down to to Abba. Wow. 
that's quite a lot and i see that there's some sacrifice you make with your family and everything around that moving and trying to move from one location to the other yes everybody thought we were crazy (laughs) (laughs) yeah because yeah because you know everybody's like oh your market is in lagos why are you living in lagos Mm. you know what are are your plans what are your it's like we moved down to the east but you get all the this is where you get all the um this is the Aba, if you know Aba, Aba is like the this is China of Africa. So you have Papitas, you have shoemakers, you have garment people. It's amazing what happens here. We have the largest couple of um, shoemakers here in Aba. There are like over 100,000 shoemakers. All the importers are bringing materials here. Even when we were in Lagos, we used to come to Aba to buy materials like leather and shoemaking materials. So yeah, so when, we were happy to move down here. Because it uh, it made it more as we were closer to the manufacturing stuff. So if you wanted to, so the solutions that we wanted to bring in into the um, industry is easier to implement here than in Lagos. Mm. Wow. Well, that's that's quite a lot. That's quite a lot of sacrifice to make. But I'm I'm really glad that things is that is really really worth it. So my next question would be around, um, so founding the company, sorry, at what stage did you realize that you needed to like quit the nine to five and then just get into entrepreneurship and then just find something that seemed to be what you really want? Huh. That's a trick question. I, I don't think there's over. <laughs> I I I think it's, I don't think there's a um, there's a manual on when it's time to leave and start a company. For most people, it depends on what works for them. For most people, it's when they have they have saved enough. For most people, it's when they they have an idea already. And for me, it was because uh, my husband he wanted to start of this to academy for a long time. I actually helped him in love with the, you know, we really started the business together. I thought I was going to do it by half time, right? But we, as soon as we registered and we started, it became, um, it, it became a pain, like it became really, um, how would I say, like the business was way ahead of us. Like mm-hmm. we needed more hands. Mm-hmm. We, more we, attention. It was just, yes, it, it just took a lot from us really. And, I couldn't keep up and I just had to resign from my work and uh, attend to it. Mm. So yeah, we, we had to give it our all. We, we, we even had like a pharmacy and all. We had wow. to try to sell that, sell, sell up the pharmacy wow. so that we can concentrate on this business. Yeah, it, it took a lot from us. So there was time to, you can't, you couldn't, you couldn't do a lot. Mm. We had to, we had to give, because we, it was, we're building something that a lot of people didn't believe in. We're building something that was hard, and so it needed, it needed us at, at that time. At least from 2017 to 2019, mm-hmm. it, it was a lot wow. we had to put into the business. Yeah. Wow. Well done. Thumbs up. <laughs> That's quite a lot. Um, 
So my next question would be: Would you do you say that is is important to have a, a nine to five experience before getting into entrepreneurship? Do, do you think working in the corporate corporate world is helping you manage the business better, or you could have still yes, done think- great yeah. even without that? Yes, I think so. I think so. I think it's important. Okay. Well, it works for some people, but I think it's important that you get a form of experience, especially in a formal environment for getting into entrepreneurship. It helps a lot, right? Because I see a lot of people and, you know, they just jump into entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they don't even understand you, you have no idea of how to run a company or how a company works, how structures work, how customer service works, how marketing works. You know, so you, you get people that just jump into things early and you know they don't know how to talk with customers, they don't know how to do a lot of things right. So it's not that you, it's not that it's a rule that you have to do this, but it's easier if you worked in a company, seen how different processes work. always we always it always looks good so because we our we were able to separate ourselves from the business within mm. processes that were easy to do those things because we had both, you know, worked for different organizations. Mm-hmm. But you will not be able, you might be able to do it later if you didn't have a 95 experience but it might take longer or you might make a lot of could have been avoided if yeah. you've gotten a bit of experience true yep. great thank you so much for sharing that so what are the what are the um, challenges you think you, you really faced building the business I know you talked about a lot of people not believing in what you were building at first as, as, at first how did you overcome that and what are the other challenges that you really encountered our biggest challenge, um, our biggest challenge was, it, was our team. Point at you know, your funding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was funny because you know we got fifty thousand dollars grant and we still had problems. <laughs> we still had a lot of problems. It was our team. It was our team. Okay, so the, when we started, the idea we had was that oh, there's a generation of people that are going to die with the shoemaking knowledge that they have. Mm-hmm. So if we can get those people to teach mm-hmm. um, and impart you know, this knowledge to younger generations and mm-hmm. you know, be able to package it in such a way that it will be short, it will be snappy, it will be enjoyable, then we will have found a solution. So we're trying to innovate on the existing idea, the existing shoemaking um, processes. And you know, we thought it was oh, it was easy. Get get these very good shoemakers that have been in the industry for 25 years, 30 years, mm-hmm. and all, and get them to 
come and facilitate trainings, right? Nah, it didn't work out. <laughs> we brought a lot of them and hmm, it was really hard. I don't know whether because they were set in their ways, they always thought, oh no, women, you know, true making a woman thing, or they were thinking, why should we teach why should you back they always said no you can't let you make it in in a few months or a few weeks because even then we were like if you, we were teaching you making one of teach making in four weeks right wow. they're like no it's impossible to do that they yeah. have to learn for two years they have to do in yeah. five years they have to, <laughs> because of yes, the exactly and even at that even at that you know they, they didn't want to teach you were you know they felt they, they, there's this mentality that oh i can't teach you everything i know because it will make me irrelevant right mm-hmm. so it was just it was just really 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 hard like frustrating in wow. the world we we we, we yeah, it was a lot or oh, are you bringing or oh, is it in terms of production or oh, um status can you do it this way can you produce this way say ma please oh don't press your computer <laughs> and things like that. Wow, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So no, don't do this. No, this finishing is wrong. No, why not do this? why not use this? Why are you using this? You know, there was you know it was stressful. It was so stressful. I think it was the most hardest thing we've ever done was you know the same. We went through like thirty five shoemakers or forty. That is why, you know, even now one of the services I will provide for brands is you know job matching opportunities so basically we match um, brands we like and um, makers that are trained because it's still a problem mm. we understand that team yeah. is the biggest problem you ever had we ever have if we had problem mm. of team even till 2019 we even had to ghana work with some ghana shoemakers they were good you know they were even better wow. but you know yeah i think one of the most best things that happened to us was traveling to italy and we just, you know, it just we, we invested most of the funds we got from the grant, fifty thousand dollars. In fact, eighty-five percent of the money went into our travel and our schooling in Italy. We have to Italy to, you know, basically learn, relearn, unlearn, traveling, went to different shoemaking companies, just basically understand why they do the things they do. Yeah, the the exposure. You know exactly. And so when we got back in. 2019 after spending all that money we didn't buy a car we didn't buy all those things wow. <laughs> you know people thought it was worth like like, oh, it I came back we just moved down to our bars fully you know it didn't make any sense for a lot of people like why spend all this money and I'm going abroad and then you come back and then you want to go to about how are you planning to make back <laughs> the money then yes but then when we came back you know one of the things we did was that we we now um we now, you know, fired everybody, like, go, and then started again. What we did was we did a call for application, and then we hired um, mm-hmm. people. Like, you, you know shoemaking, you don't know shoemaking, come, right? And mm-hmm. so what we did was we did a train the trainer program and trained our own people. And and so we started with training two people that have now grown into from two. We now have a team of 10 people. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it, um, it's what we did, and it's, it's been amazing. It's so easy, it's so press free, and we make sure that we train young people so they are young, they come with fresh ideas. You know, they are it's, a, it's amazing. I think the most beautiful thing we have going on is our team, and these are people that are excited, these are people that will stay with you because they're like, Oh, I learned everything, I'm, I'm still learning, you know, I'm still hungry to learn. And 
and we're mm-hmm. innovating, we're, we're coming up with fresh ideas. Like I told you, we're about to expand into other parts of leather, leather um, yeah. evaluation and all that because we have a team of young people that are now thinking that, are, you know, there's just so much mm-hmm. we could do because we're not, we're not yet set in our ways. We are thinking, oh, how do we think about sustainability? Oh, should we do bag making? Should we do this? Yeah. So, biggest problem we had was our team. And I'll just say, by grace of God, we've been able to, you know, conquer that problem. And um, we're now growing. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So, you said the, um, the learning you had on the trip really, really helped you to better um, yeah. be. A, bet, a, a better team eventually yeah great yes wow yeah basically yeah what we did was we trained them with our newfound knowledge so yeah so everybody was we, we started them like from scratch and you know even if you had streaming knowledge before you know basic training we train you and then you know you learn the new methods that we have the easier method and we're able to pass that touch to them mm. so it helped great Wow, great. So, what would you say is the um, let's say what 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 would you have done better if if you were going to restart this company all over again? Hmm. 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 I don't know. <laughs> to be honest, to be honest, Maybe. um, <laughs> to be honest, yeah, I think every 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 everything that we went through have um were important mm. in this journey because i mm. remember in 2017 we we were we had so much problems like i, I would say problems because you know we were just so many parts of the business that we couldn't we needed money to do this and this, 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 and, this. and things weren't working out and i remember going to we remember i remember my husband and i would have to do our pastor to pray for us like we thought because <laughs> it was so hard <laughs> So this is with the pastor. This is a funny story I always tell. I went to the pastor to say, Pastor, you need to pray for us, right? Because it's like everything is hard. It's so hard. I'm, and I'm saying hard because this was hard. You know, I don't know why the team wasn't working. We, we, we didn't have money. We weren't making enough. You know, it was just hard. And you, you know what the pastor said? He said, um, he said, um, I'm not left to pray for you. I'm just left to encourage you to hang in there. He, you know, you just have to pass through this. It's a process you have to pass through. And we were looking at him like, I'm ridiculous, like pray now. It <laughs> <laughs> was cast out the demon. <laughs> like this has to be a demon that is not allowing us to make money and all of those things. And you know, no, you have to pass through this. This, this is the most important part. You know, this is the most important part wow. of the journey they're going to learn. And you know, we passed through all of those things. I say we saw, we saw it all. When you when you work with almost like more than thirty five shoemakers in, in the whole of Nigeria, uh, as in work with all different personalities, nationalities, and their problems, Muslim, Christian, everybody, right? And it's not just them. I'm talking about in terms of this, you buy machines, clothes, everything. So we have to pass through all of those things, and then what 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 it has now done for us. It is that by 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 the time by for each problem we solved, it became a solution we were able to provide for the market, right? So mm. so it's what we now do now. So event, we went from being an academy to being a hub, 
that now provides like a holistic uh-huh. solution around food and manufacturing. So you see, we had to pass through all of those journeys because if we had not, we would not be able to understand the pain points that people in the same industry are facing and be able to make money off it. So now we, we sell machines because, oh, at the point, machines were a problem. Now we, you know, we have new courses that we even it that you know people people um want to learn when i know what people want to learn the timing you know things like that so i don't think there's something we should have redone because if not i don't think we'll be here i don't think we'll be the person that we are i don't think we can, we can even advise and you know consult um for food brand because you have to even because a lot of things that even if you even if you school out um, abroad right the truth is that the, Niger- yeah. the Nigerian market, the African market, is yes. so peculiar. peculiar. Our problems are so, yes. <laughs> I'm not different. So yeah, I, so I I think that everything we had passed through was just instrumental to who we are today. And it's the same thing with a lot of businesses. You are going to pass through, you know, that hard time, and you're going to, mm. you're, and then it's going to get easy afterwards. You're going to be do better. Now we can tell our students our stories. We can laugh about it. Like you need to see how we're teaching them, and it's and it's and it's interesting. But it wasn't funny. It was it was a lot for us back. But now we can laugh about all of those things. Yeah, I don't think I can change anything. Even 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 with all the people that have you know the team, you know even the men. At least we learn one or two things from them. And you know, mm. they, we got some wisdom out of all, all those experiences, even the ones that you know you will feel like, oh, he was such a terrible person. No, but there was something to learn from that experience as well. So, mm. yeah, oh, I feel like this part you just explained is the reason why we created this podcast <laughs> because a lot of people think, oh, this is not working, I'm not getting things right, but um, the journey of um walking through it like you said is always not not fun and hearing this from you and seeing you at the other side of it gives a lot of encouragement to people who are coming up that okay i just need to keep going okay so just two questions and then we can wrap up um so first what would you say is the future of um footwear and leather and things around that in africa then number two would be um do you think entrepreneurship would do you think entrepreneurship will really help Africa um, play a bigger role in the world? Okay, so I didn't get the first question, please. I I the line froze for a minute. Okay, my apologies. So my first question is what would you say is the future of um, footwear production? Let's say in Africa, in Nigeria or in the world at large? Okay. Oh, okay. Um, mm, ready in the future. <laughs> and I'm saying this because, right. because you know, <laughs> when we started, there wasn't a lot of young people in the industry, mm. or it was just becoming. I wanted to make and and then said, Oh, I, I like the show, I like to pay for it and we we're like, Okay, yes, so them I think it was eighteen sixteen thousand then and then we we're like, We should take because like produce. I can't tell me I don't want to produce them. We said yes. He said, Please don't produce for me. I thought 
pull from abroad. <laughs> so uh, we have yeah. we used to have things like that. Like person told us blatantly. I even had a, an uncle that told me, "No, I don't wear meat Nigerian things. Like when possible, I cannot." Dead. And I was like, "Okay, no problem." But now you know we're seeing a shift. Like people are now buying now. People are now like now buying made in Nigeria things. Um, even when we came back, yeah. we did a, we, we joined this trend because the competition we won was spread proudly made in our back campaign, right? So made in our back campaign. Yeah, the proudly made in our back campaign. So when we came back, most of our most of our posts, most of our things, everything we do, we always say we always say proudly made in our back. So we tried to you know get people to like love our bar, you know, change the narrative mm-hmm. around our bar made things and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah, so people are buying Nigerian things. People are buying Nigeria. People are buying Mekunaba. People are buying are now you know being open to to buying indigenous uh indigenous brands. Uh, so young people are now you know coming to learn shoemaking. Like I have we have one of our friends that signed up for our six months program, and she's a lawyer, right? She's even doing her masters. So she's also doing learning shoemaking, learning our six months program. We have people that are you know. Pastors, people coming to learn uh, shoemaking and all that. So, lots of like with last year during the lockdown, we we had more young people sign up for our programs than ever because it became paramount that well, your 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 degree is not going to take you anywhere, right? Like it's going to take you places, right? But now there's a lockdown, nothing is happening. But you could have been making shoes, you could have been doing yeah. this, right? So, lots of people are now trying to make skills and. Yes, you asked the question about entrepreneurship. So entrepreneurship is the thing that is going to lift Africa out of poverty. And it was, it's already doing that already. Mm. Because we cannot longer depend on nine to five jobs. There, there isn't enough of enough of that to go around. Mm. But you could cut out right from your own little corner. Well, most of our students they start making money even from class. You can start out and start making money, start making money. There are about 200 million people in Nigeria alone, right? And I still, we are still we are importing over 40 million shoes, 40 million shoes on a yearly basis. So, which means that there is a large market that you could start. Up. I tell my students that the market is like so huge. There's like so many parts of the market that nobody is having. Like, who is making shoes for restaurants? Who is making shoes for hospitals? Who is making orthopedic shoes? Who is making shoes for Who's making shoes like you know like you could think about okay what about shoes for farmers and you know poultry farmers what about shoes for that like different things that you could do swim shoes sport shoes i ama- like amazing niches that you are not even thinking about like what can we think about how to provide solutions to some of these places right so i'm like entrepreneurship is, is so in africa is so on top it's so so on top so it's something that we are um, excited about and it's something I'm excited about and something I know that um, will get us out of poverty, it's something that will get us out of this booming um, youth unemployment that is that keeps rising and something of foster social economic growth, entrepreneurship. Great. We thought this was going to be like a 10-15 minute podcast, but <laughs> we had a very interesting conversation. Thank you so much for sharing 
everything that you shared. Thank you for encouraging and for giving those rich insights. In fact, I didn't know that there is that huge market. Even talking about each of the segments makes it look like, wow, there's a huge gold here. So um, on a final note, yeah, is there any last words you want to say to the audience? I just want to say that um, um, there is nothing that's impossible. There is nothing that's impossible. The only limitation you have is yourself. You can start out whatever it is you have in hand, and just I'm not trying to, you know, make you aspire to inspire to whatever. <laughs> Young people of nowadays are, you know, they are, you know, against all of those motivational speaking. But the truth is that the only motivation that you ever face is yourself. We have to think beyond where you are, look, dream big, and never be afraid to step out out of your comfort zone. You always stay. Wow. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Chidimar. We really, really appreciate We're probably going to get you to do another podcast on the whole space of, of um, shoemaking in Africa. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And Thank you um, for having wish me. you all the best in the Thank challenge. Okay. We're rooting for you all the way. That's cool. <laughs> Let's bring it home. <laughs> Thank all you right. so much. That's cool.